This episode of the Weekly Standard Podcast is sponsored by The Great Courses. The Great Courses brings the world's greatest philosophers to your fingertips. With more than 500 audio and video series on science, history, philosophy, fine arts, better living, and more, The Great Courses are available on digital download and streaming at thegreatcourses.com or on DVD and CD or via The Great Courses apps. Best of all, you can listen to or watch The Great Courses at your own pace without the pressure of homework or exams. And now, for a limited time only, The Great Courses is giving our listeners an offer of up to 80% off the original price of selected courses, including The Secret Life of Words, English Words and Their Origins. For this limited time, 80% off offer, go to thegreatcourses.com WS to find out more. That's thegreatcourses.com WS. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us on the Weekly Standard is Michael Warren, who's been tracking all the latest developments in the 2016 race. And I think it's safe to say that Rick Perry will not be making Donald Trump his running mate if he gets the nomination. Is that right, Michael? Yeah, this is the uh, continuation of the big Trump-Perry spat uh, today. The uh, Perry campaign now with a statement uh, basically uh, saying that Donald Trump doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. And... Uh, and I think uh, it's sort of a continuation of something that's been happening for a few weeks uh, with Trump uh, hitting Perry, saying, you know, he didn't do anything when he was governor of Texas about the border. And Perry kind of hitting back, uh, he referred to Trumpism as a, quote, toxic mix of demagoguery and nonsense. So uh, I think that debate stage will be really, really fun to watch those two. You know, I actually think I ordered the Trumpism pizza one time at this uh, vegan place. I don't remember the demagoguery, but the nonsense was delicious. Uh, is it a good thing today if you can position yourself as the anti-Trump Michael Warren? I think it's his only uh, really gambit at this point, particularly because he's kind of on, Perry's on this double of uh, will he, won't he get in the, uh, the first debate here, uh, he, he's really got to make himself stand out. Um, and he's actually the best position out of all the Republicans to sort of take Trump on and, and, and really address the immigration issue. I mean, being governor of Texas is something that he, he had to address. Um, and so I think he's, he's actually making the best of this situation of, of Trump sort of uh, getting up there in the polls and really taking uh, a significant segment of the Republican population and, and, uh, and getting them excited about immigration. Perry is, uh, is really, I think, the best position. He's got a, uh, a nuanced, interesting position on immigration. He's not necessarily a hardliner, but he's not necessarily a, a, one of these pro-amnesty guys. Um, I think he's, uh, he's taking the best opportunity. I'm not so sure it will succeed for Perry, um, but, but that has a lot to do with other things, uh, other problems Perry has, like that 2012 run uh, and, and some expectations games. Uh, but this is a good good gamut for him. Well, you know, the, the one theory in politics is that you are the last thing you did, and it kind of erases everything else. And if Rick Perry comes out as the guy who's on the front, the marquee of the Trump stoppers, that might be a place to be and, and put 2012 behind him. But I guess I want to ask the question again. Given the Republican primary electorate, if you finish up this dust-up, and the, the, the conventional wisdom is at some point Donald Trump's going to do what Donald Trump always does, which is self-destruct. Um, and so when he's you know, standing on top of the gas tank, a la uh, you know, the end of the movie screaming, uh, look at me, Ma, top of the world, and that huge flame <laughs> you know, blows up from out of his hair, 
do you want to be the guy that took Trump down or you do want or do you want to be the guy behind the guy who took Trump down so that the Trump primary voters aren't mad at you and will be willing to will come to you I don't know I think Trump is such a uh, an anomaly in all of this he doesn't fit into any of these categories that the other candidates fit into so I I'm not so sure that you know his uh, leaving the, the Republican stage eventually, which I think everybody believes he will. He's just not that, ultimately not that popular with Republicans. I mean, he's really pulling from all different kinds of Republicans. So just generally people who, who don't like the kind of PC attitude that sort of, uh, establishment Republicans take. Uh, but, uh, but look, I mean, he's, uh, I could imagine uh, uh, you want to be the guy who sort of uh, took on what Trump was talking about uh, namely immigration, right, and, and the problems that the country is facing with immigration that Republican voters are, are actually angry and concerned about, uh, but offered something uh, uh, positive, uh, something substantive uh, that would actually uh, address these problems. Uh, again, I think Perry's in a good position to do that. He, he's in this position as well, though, that where he has to kind of uh, burn Trump down, and, and so I think that makes it a little problematic. Uh, if somebody like Scott Walker, you know, who who has his own base of support, who has a sort of level of support that that makes him uh, relevant in this discussion, if he were able to sort of take that mantle, not be the guy who burned Trump, but uh, but really sort of spoke to the issues that Trump has helped raise, that could be a really positive uh, thing for, for Walker. So I think we're just going to have to see. Uh, I know it's super, super early, Michael Warren, but the fact that we're talking Trump and Perry just makes me very... I'm, I'm wondering if the uh, Graham Pataki throwdown is going to be next. So before that fiasco happens on my watch here on the Weekly Standard Podcast, let's move on to Hillary Clinton, who is having a yet another very bad, no good week. Yeah, we've got this new poll here that shows uh, Clinton's numbers are declining as they have been for a while now. And you know, Bernie Sanders uh, is is uh, sort of that stalking horse, that uh, that that uh, guy making the noise in the back, and and I think really kind of suiting uh, the Clintons out there. I think there's this other sort of dark horse uh, in the race uh, that everybody is sort of saying, ah, he's probably not going to get in, but I wouldn't be surprised if he would, which is Vice President Biden. I mean, you have to look at uh, there was a poll showing that that people want uh, Biden in the race. There's some people. There's a poll showing that. Democrats uh, don't want Hillary to have a coronation. Um, Joe Biden has to be looking at this field and going, why not me? You know, I'm the guy who got out in front on gay marriage before Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama did. I've been vice president for now for almost eight years. I was a senator. Uh, you know, why, why can't it be me? Why does it have to be Hillary? So I think that there's this growing sense that Hillary is certainly not inevitable um, that she's weak on a lot of uh, uh, these issues, and uh, and you know why can't uh, why can't somebody else take her on? Okay, you you know, Michael, you you can't tease me like this as a as a guy who does talk radio and occasionally attempts to write humorously. You just can't ta taunt me, tempt me with Joe Biden for president. I mean, come on, <laughs> if it doesn't happen, I'll be heartbroken. I know. It almost makes you think the onion is sort of uh, the one, you know, doing this whispering campaign, so they they can have uh, they can keep their revenues up with all their uh, Joe Biden satire. But look, I mean, on paper it makes sense, and I think that Biden has to be looking at these numbers. Um, there's been talk that uh, that people uh, around him are encouraging him to do this. 
there's been people who said those people who say that don't know what they're talking about. He's not interested in the race. Uh, but look, I think that the, the true story here is that Hillary's continued to reveal herself as, uh, as Bill Crystal uh, coined the phrase, eminable. He's, uh, uh, rather, she is, uh, has got all these problems in the primary, and it's not getting better as it goes. So I think uh, Biden has to be looking at this and going, why not me? And, and I think that's the key is the trend here. I mean, this poll, you could argue it's an outlier. Everybody in it, it does poorly, Republicans and Democrats. But Hillary Clinton's number has have been trending the same way, which is she's getting down to the Democratic base, period. Nothing else. Just the hardcore self-identified Democrats who are willing to say that she's trustworthy, that she's honest, that they like her. And maybe this is the 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 hidden uh, bad news in this new poll that the percentage of people who find Hillary at least somewhat inspiring has dropped down into the 30s too. And of course, one of the two legs of her campaign is uh, the inspiring possibility of a woman president. If that doesn't work, I mean, there's just not a lot of you know cards left in her deck. I totally agree with that. I think that uh, Barack Obama's great uh, asset in 2008, it was not just that he was the first black president uh, or potential black president when he was running. I think uh, a lot of people were excited uh, about that prospect. Uh, but his biggest asset was that nobody actually knew much about him. You were able to sort of project what you wanted onto him. Uh, uh, he was going to support whatever it is that you supported, uh, and uh, and he was a good candidate. And uh, and I think that all worked into his advantage, adding to the sort of first black person, the novelty, the the excitement, the historic element of that. Uh, that is there with Hillary Clinton, and you see that with uh, the, her numbers with with women voters. Uh, but it's just not the same. We know too much about her. And, and uh, you know, I think that uh, there is this idea that uh, Americans may not be willing to make that step, that historic step, with this particular woman. That's her problem, uh, I think. And, and uh, it's going to be one that, that, that could be difficult to overcome. Then again, people didn't uh, think that Bill Clinton was honest or trustworthy, and they reelected him in 1996. So, you know, what do we know? One last question, Michael Warren. Do you agree with me that it's significant that Hillary Clinton's have been, numbers have been going down? And we were talking once again into the 30s, and nobody's really laid a glove on her. You know, the Republicans are busy trying to get attention, get nominated. Bernie Sanders isn't exactly throwing haymakers. This is the voters' encounter with Hillary. This isn't even the voters' encounter with the opponent's version of Hillary. How does she stop that? Uh I don't know. I mean, part of it would be for Obama to have uh, better approval numbers. I think the, the part of this is uh, reflecting his uh, general approval ratings and, and the way that people feel about him. You know, this Iran deal uh, and the way this could go in Congress, uh, I think, could reflect really poorly on Hillary. And that's just something that's kind of out of her control at this point. Um, you, you know, the, I think she should stop campaigning. I mean, the more she goes out there and campaigns, <laughs> the worse her numbers get. So, I think Bernie Sanders has done something here, which is uh, a kind of uh, dr help drop the veil of inevitability uh, that, that is around, uh, to mix all my metaphors here, uh, 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 that is around Hillary Clinton. I think people just kind of said, yes, Hillary Clinton, uh, I, I support her because they like the idea of her. And once the sort of reality of Hillary Clinton was there, or the reality of an alternative to Hillary Clinton, that's why you're seeing these numbers uh, drop. And, and I think the less she does, 
uh, for herself, the better she will do for herself. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, that, that would make for a really strange campaign, uh, one that uh, is, is basically a non-campaign. I, I think she's in a real kind of untenable position at this point. Michael Warren, thanks much for uh, the update on the 2016 election. We appreciate it. Thanks, Michael. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.